Hello, welcome to the podcast for screw-ups. This is Wally. Um, it is in the fives, I'm sure. 508. Um, I'm in the blue room. The blue room. Um, I hope to go outside too, because uh, it's really stuffy in the blue room. Um, so, I will probably do that. I'm not surely sure. Uh, we'll see. It is sprinkling this morning, and I'm supposed to go play golf with two good friends, Mark and Todd. Or Todd and Mark, if, whichever way you want to say it. Uh, just good friends. Uh, thankful for them. Uh, and I, I spoke this week to the youth. Uh, it wound up being a week before than the 14th. Um, so thank you for people who prayed. <laughs> if you prayed, uh, thank you for that. Um, and it went well. Thankful for it. Uh, I, I, um, I didn't know how people would respond. And they responded to the ways that I gave them. Uh, I don't know about other responses. You know, hopefully change life is the best response, you know, to take Jesus further than I've taken it or than they've taken it. Uh, that kind of thing um, is is neat when that happens, too. Um, so uh, we're in 11, Mark 11 still. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read to you this part. It says, the authority of Jesus challenged, which I love when people try to challenge Jesus. Um this goes for the people who think that he didn't have the power in himself to not die on the cross. Um, for people who think that he couldn't have defended himself uh, and won, uh, that you know that he gave his life. Nobody took his life. He gave his life. Um, it's because of sin. Uh, he had to pay for the sin of the world. Or, yeah, whatever you want to say there. Um, okay. I'm going to put on some glasses just since I got them. And they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him, and they said to him, "By what authority are you doing these things?" But let me say this about the chief priests and the scribes: you know they already want to get him. They already want to get him because he messed with the money. Um, you know the temple. He went in the temple, turned over tables, um, so they want to get him. Um, So, uh, what authority do you do this, to do them? And Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question, answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, and if we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, they, will, they, they were afraid of the people, for they all held John, John was really a prophet. So they answered Jesus and says, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Um, Jesus had the power and the smarts and the eloquence to battle mentally and, you know, as with words. Uh, if he wanted to. He could defend himself. Um, but he came to give his life. Um, that's the thing that uh, makes it hard to understand when you're a follower in that time. Um, because they know um, he's a one-offer. Um, he calls his shot and walks off. That's the way he is. Um, and you know uh, there's that tension when you read this part of Mark that we're headed to the cross. Um, I know that. They didn't know that because they didn't listen and they didn't hear. Um, sometimes you can listen and not hear. That, that does happen. Um, so... Um, 
so there's a lot of stuff going on in this little bitty part right here. But I love the idea of people challenging Jesus, thinking they're going to win. Um, and, you know, like I did this way to respond Wednesday. Um, and I said, and this is out of the box. Everything I did probably was out of the box response-wise, just about. Uh, I did the, the sand thing where you can write your sins in the sand and wipe them away. Just to feel that sensation of he casts your sins as far as the east is from the west. Uh, I'm a real visual and physical type person, so that makes sense to me. Uh, but I gave people an option of just to go get gum as response. Not do anything else. Just get gum. Um, and you might say, well, Wally, why would you do that? Because um, I think a lot of times people, that's all they get is gum. Sometimes they don't even get gum. You know, sometimes they um, they just come to church and they just it just hits their deaf ears and then they go away and they don't do anything different. Um, there's this uh, thing that Matt showed me. Uh, Matt is a student minister and he leads worship there at High Point, uh, and uh, he showed me and the guys the guys saying something on TikTok and he's saying, "Aren't you tired of coming to small group and not doing anything, not changing anything?" Um, and, uh, you know, he's right. Um, there are times that we come and we come and we come and we come and we don't change. And we're not honest and we're not open and we're not uh, willing to share that part of our life that's ugly and dirty. Um, that's what the sand is about. You know, that ugly and dirty part. Um, confessing it. Um, we need to confess. We need to repent too. We need to confess. Um, and we need to confess one to another. Um, it's good for us too. Um, and, you know, I only feel comfortable in very small settings to do that. Um, but I'm not afraid to be transparent because I am transparent about things. Uh, even here, you know, I share things like today. I'm, I'm dealing with uh, the impact of sin again. Um, just to, just kind of trying to process my life and how I'm operating and am I doing things to lean towards sin. Um, you know, I'm not watching a lot of TV right now, which is good for me. Um, so sometimes I blame things on TV. <laughs> um, and um, but I'm just struggling, like my body, like today physically, I just feel beat down. Uh, the job that I'm doing uh, is hard emotionally. Um, Changing diapers, that's one thing I do. It's very hard for me. Uh, I don't have kids, uh, so it's very hard for me to change diapers of big people. Um, and I'm not discouraged about it. I just, it's just out of the box for me. And it's not coming to me easily. Um, so, so I do an emotional job. Uh, I don't know how much I can share. I don't. I can't give specifics, but, you know, I'm helping people. I'm trying to help people. Uh, I'm trying to help people who, um, you know, have problems. And I'm trying to be there and do my best, but you got to be tough, too. And I, it's hard for me. There's a tension for me in being tough and showing compassion. Uh, you know, like I'm just not a perfect man, uh, so I don't have everything perfectly figured out. Uh, and or operate perfectly f formed out, that kind of thing. 
So, and I'm doing my best. Nobody's saying I'm not doing my best. Uh, I just, uh, I, I, I ask a lot of myself and I try to do a lot. And when I don't perform, I struggle. Uh, that's just the way I am. Um, I wanted to go back. I wanted to show something to you uh, in Mark that I didn't catch. Uh, that uh, Blake at my church uh, did catch. Uh, he wrote a book. Uh, it's called The Other Side. Uh, if you can ever get it, man, it is so good. Um, and it deals with... I think it's Mark 4, but I'm going to look back and see. Um, and he, he does this notion on one part of it that is so good, I'm going to share with you. Um, sorry, I'm trying to read a little. Okay, and here it is right here. It's I don't know what verse it is. Oh, it's Mark 4, 35. Jesus drops what I believe is one of the biggest bombshells of those past few days. On that day, when evening had come, he had said to them, Let us go across to the other side. Why is it such a huge bombshell? Take a look at the map. And he shows a map there. Um, notice that the sower's cove is marked on the map. You can also see Capernaum, which, you know, I think is the hometown of Jesus after he gets rejected at Nazareth. I think that's right. Um, uh, just to the north of this spot where they had been when they had said when he says the other side he's referring to the territory on the eastern side of the lake down as Decapolis simply put he said let us go over to the other side it's like saying let's go over to enemy territory you might wonder why this area is considered enemy territory take a look at the next map and I'll show you a broader picture of the promised land um, they're right outside the promised land <laughs> and uh, you know uh, that would tick me off uh, and I'm sure they didn't take it kindly but they were not the people of the Lord so they're, if you're not the people of the Lord you're on the other side um, so that, that was pretty simple for me to get it um, and he I, I don't want to read his book verbatim um, and then I'm going to read Joshua 3.10 uh, and Joshua said here is how you know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Um, they're the seven nations of Canaan. Um, and he's got a whole big thing about the seven nations of Canaan, um, why they're mad and all that. Um yeah, here we go. Okay. Uh, and they came to the other side of the sea, the country of Jerusalem. And when Jesus stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. This is so good, by the way. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him. This is all in Mark, by the way. This is Mark 5, I think. And not even a not even with a chain, for he often bound, been bound with shackles and chains. But he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles into pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. 
Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was out crying to himself with the stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. After, after crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of, me, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? And he said, My name is Legion, for we are many. Remember that part? Um, and he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was hiding on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us the pigs and let us enter them. For he, So he gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. Um, and, uh, so, uh, these people, um, s this miracle happens, but it hits them wrong. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta understand, which I didn't understand until I read Blake's book, some of the reasons why they didn't, they, first of all, they're not the, they're not the promised land. They're not in the promised land. They're right outside the promised land, <laughs> which is tough. Um, and then, um. Uh, he goes and heals and he does something with pigs and their symbol to fight back to Jerusalem is pigs. Um, they, they have all these symbols and stuff that have to do with pigs and Blake could tell you a lot better than me. Um, so, uh, the herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country and people came out to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon possessed man, the one who had been the legion sitting there clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it described them to what had happened, the demon's best man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. Um, and, you know, the, when you read it the other way, you think, well, they're just rejecting Jesus. They have reasons to reject him. You know, they're not in the promised land. They are. He does something with pigs. Um, it's symbolic, you know. Um, so here's another little part here. Uh, and he was getting into the boat. The man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might come with him. And he did not permit him, but he said to him, Go home to your friends and tell how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and he began to proclaim in the, in the, in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. And then it says, Now jump ahead to chapter 6. This is 4, 5, and 6, basically. Uh, so if you want to look back, that'd be smart. Uh, Blake did a lot better job than me. Um, and once again, if you can get this book, The Other Side by Blake Wingo, you should. Um, it's a small little book. It was an easy read, but man, it's so good. Um, okay. Um, Okay, after Jairus' daughter, you know, the bullet points of, of miracles. Uh, then came, uh, Jesus performs one of his biggest miracles where he feeds the 5,000. And it grew late. His disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away in the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, Give them something to eat. And they said, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said, We have five and two fish. 
And he commanded them all to sit down in the green grass, and he sat down in groups of fifty and hundreds. And taking the loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and bled a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before them. And he divided the two fish among them, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took the twelve baskets full of broken pieces of fish, and those who ate loaves were five thousand men. Okay, now then we go up to eight. There, and Blake makes a lot more points. I'm only giving you the the high caps. Uh, so they they come again where they're going to go back to Decapolis. Um, this is the first time Jesus returns to the area. His encounter with the legion of demons. Pick up there in verse eight, eight, Mark eight one. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered. In those days, a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat. And he called to the disciples, and he said to them, I have compassion on the crowd, because they have been with me now three days, and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry, their homes, they will faint, and some will follow far away. And his disciples said, How can one of these people be fed if they're in such a desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down, and he took seven loaves, and having given them, he broke them again, and he gave them to the disciples to set before the people, and they set before them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he said that these should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied, and they took up the broken pieces and left over, and seven baskets full, and there was about 4,000 people, and he sent them away. Uh, seven baskets full. What is Jesus trying to tell his disciples? Seven baskets, seven nations of Canaan. Um, and Blake makes this point. Uh, I don't know where it's at. I apologize. I didn't uh, study and then highlight. Um, but when they come back here. Okay, here it is. A great crowd. That welcome sounds a little different than the last time when he's in Decapolis when he's asked to leave. Why is that? Why was he begged to leave after his first visit, but on his return visit, he's greeted with a great crowd just wanting to get a glimpse of him? I think I have an idea of why. One guy told his story. That's why. Because the man who was possessed with the legion of demons did exactly as Jesus had instructed him to do. He went into the capitalist and he told all the all that the Lord had done. Now Jesus and his disciples have a crowd gathered in the decapolist. This is how things unfold. Um, he does another miracle. Um, but that the reason for the turn and the change of the people of Decapolis who are not in the promised land, you know, who are outsiders to the to God, but not Jesus. Jesus is a uh, a bridge crosser. You know, he's a go to all people. That's how I'm sitting here in my room in the blue room talking about it on the podcast because he came across the bridge to come to get me too um, so this one guy is going around telling about what Jesus had done in his life and a great crowd wanted to just see Jesus after they heard from this guy because everybody knew about him I mean he's you know the big the big screw up in the town uh, he breaks chains and he's you know, he's a terrible, terrible guy. 
And Jesus changed them in an instant. And then he's there telling of what Jesus had done. It's the same thing that Peter says. Peter says, I couldn't stop thinking about the things that I know about Jesus, basically. You know, I can't stop. So, you know, that's the question for us. What are we doing with what we know? And like um, Wednesday, you know, the uh, the idea of Wednesday when I spoke um, is about your friends and what kind of friend are you, you know. It, and students, you know, have a bigger influence than I do uh, now. Uh, they have a wider range of people that they're around. Uh, I have to do a podcast. You know, I have to write a book um, to try to encourage people that are outside my circle. Um, so, um, you know, what am I doing with Jesus? What are you doing with Jesus? How far are you trying to take him? Uh, it's one of those good questions, man. Like, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. All the great things about Jesus. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know about Jesus. What are you doing with that? You know, that's the challenge. Uh, it's the challenge of Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go ye therefore in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. You know, go into the, you know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the innermost parts of the earth. Acts 1, 8. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's the challenge of Jesus. Uh, now look, we have Christ in us. I did the Christ in you thing, the Lou Giglio uh, Tupperware thing. Um, Christ in us is the hope of glory. Hidden in God, sealed by the Spirit. All those things are true, you know. It takes a lot to get to us. Um, so what are we doing with him? You know, like right now, I just keep thinking, I still struggle with sin. I still struggle with sin. Um, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all unrighteousness and cast it as far as the east is from the west. Not in a straight line, but one that never meets. So that's sin I've confessed. Now the problem is, you know, the repenting part. It's the hard part. Uh, the getting up and changing. Uh, and, you know, not quitting when I fail. Because uh, I'm, a, you know, notoriously uh, prone to wander. <laughs> prone to leave the God I love, which I shouldn't laugh there, I apologize, uh, it's not a good place to laugh, um, prone to wonder, prone to leave the God I love, that's somebody's song, I don't know who, I apologize at not knowing, um, I almost sang at the Wednesday night, <laughs> I held back, because of warnings of my terrible singing, which is true, I'm not a great singer, uh, which is funny, you know, the job, I find myself singing to try to comfort, um, when somebody is acting up, um, just trying to comfort, uh, trying to help with the hurt or the pain or whatever it is that's causing them to struggle. Um, you know, not many podcasts this week. I apologize. They may slow down. Uh, you may not get one a day. Uh, I'm tired. Um, I did sleep more this week. Uh, I slept till five more days this week than I have in a while. Uh, but, you know, I'm doing emotional things. Uh, like Wednesday was a super long day for me. 
Um, it was a good day. Uh, it's one of those days, uh, uh, like that song, uh, seize the day, seize whatever you can. And it's talking about pouring your life out and being weary and from pouring your life out, out in that day. Um, so uh, I'm tired on a day like that from doing good. My job and then going and speaking. Um, and like I had to set up all these stations. Uh, I tried to make it look organized and that, but I'm not organized. So that's a, you know, a step outside the box. Uh, and just speaking, uh, it's the first time I've risen to speak in a long time. And it may be, you know, I'll, I don't get many chances to speak. And that's what this has given me, is offered me the chance of. Um, but it's different than speaking uh, because I am off the cuff here. Uh, you just get what you get. If I screw up, I'm not really worried about screwing up. I apologize to you about that. Um, if I drink a drink, I drink a drink. You know, <laughs> um, if I say a name, I say a name. Uh, you know, I I just am that way. Uh, it's probably the truer, closer to being me than than you can get. Uh, and I, I, there's this thing that happened. Um, you know, some people liked the talk, uh, and uh, this happens sometimes that people just become for me, uh, and I'm thankful for that uh, it's not anything that I do it's what God does through me um, but it's weird like that people get you sort of whatever they like about you they get it um, and that's you know not an easy thing because <laughs> I'm a different dude um, so anyways it might be why you like the podcast uh, it's the Lord uh, it's what he does in me uh, it's not just me uh, don't think that I'm something special because I'm not uh, outside of the things that God has put in me, uh, he's what makes me special, if I'm special. Um, if I'm good, it's because of him. Uh, all glory and praise in this life go to him. From me. I don't want to be the show. I don't want to be the glory getter. I want him to be the glory getter. Because he can take it on and that doesn't mess with him. I can't take it on. It'll mess with me. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I think that's all for today. Um, I think that's a lot for me for this morning. Uh, you know, I'll hang out with friends today. I'm thankful for friends like Todd and Mark. Um, you know, um, thankful that we're still friends. Thankful that I'll watch Alabama game today with them. Uh, maybe uh, I, I have another friend that he invited me down, and I, I wish I could have came. Uh, Andy, I apologize. Uh, uh, this was already scheduled, uh, so uh, maybe another game I'll come catch with you. Um, maybe it'll be Auburn. No, it's kidding. <laughs> uh, um, hope you're well, uh, wherever you are, friends. Uh, you know, you're all friends now if you listen. Uh, November the 19th, if you want to come and get a warm fuzzy in person. Uh, at Safe Haven Church in Northport, Alabama, uh, 701. Uh, that's my ode to the old 701. Um, so, um, have a good day, have a good evening, wherever this hits you. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, it encourages me that people are there, even if I'm thinking about you when I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good day to the old, this is the end of the old, 
podcast. See ya. Bye.